Welcome to episode 215 of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, my friend, thank you for joining me today. My name is Jeff Cady. I am the lead pastor at Community Heights Alliance Church in Newton, Iowa, and the host of the Coaching for Pastors podcast. Hey, thanks for joining me today. You know, when I was a kid, my good friend, my childhood friend, his name was Hal. He had two older brothers, and sometimes they left their big boy toys sitting around, and he and I got to enjoy them. And one of the things that they had that they left in the backyard was a red go-kart. It was a metal, steel-framed red go-kart. The only thing missing on it was the engine. The engine that would sit in the back on top of the frame, it was just gone. But it still had, you could sit in the seat, you could steer it. It, it was still good. It had good tires and all that. So Hal and I would take turns, and he lived on the top of a hill. And we'd take turns coasting down the hill in the red go-kart, and gravity was the momentum, and it was a blast. And one of us would kind of, you know, run and follow the other one, and, and we would take turns. But we'd get to the bottom of the hill, and it was, it was all fun and games, you know, from the top to the bottom. But then at the bottom, we had to push that thing back up the hill. And we would do it over and over, and we would take turns. And it was it was a lot of fun. But I can tell you which direction was the most fun. It was going down. You know, staff relationships, some of us think that staff relationships just take care of themselves. It's like going down the hill that we're somehow we're always going to have momentum. We're always going to have gravity on our side. And staff relationships are just fun. It's always going to be a party, and there's never going to be any problems. And we're surprised if there's some static or if there's some dissonance on the team. The truth is, staff relationships, in terms of their health, it's always pushing that go-kart up the hill. It's an uphill battle all the time. Now, it's an uphill battle to keep healthy relationships because if you stop pushing, this thing's just going to roll back down the hill. You're going to be sitting at the bottom. You have to be pushing. You have to be working, just like your marriage, just like your physical fitness. If you just let it go and just do whatever seems right, the health is going to deteriorate. And the same thing is true with staff relationships. Now, every once in a while, you'll get staff that just really click and they just get along together really well. But there still has to be a maintenance There has to be work and improvement to keep that health. So I've got five practices for you today for better staff relationships. And if you practice these five things, I guarantee you they will contribute to the health and not to the dis-ease of your staff. Number one, always go for the win-win. Now, I'm talking to you as a leader, whether you're the leader of whatever kind of a team it is, but particularly a staff team, volunteer or paid, you as the leader always go for the win-win with your staff. Always seek the best of the ministry and then the best for the staff member. So you seek the best for the ministry. The mission comes first, right? Because our mission is given to us by Jesus in Matthew 28 and Acts chapter 1 and in several other places. So the mission always comes first, but then secondly, you put your staff member next, not yourself. So you both bow to the mission, and then you bow to them to make them better and to help them reach their potential. 
And those things then will take care of you. You know, you come last as the leader. I always want to see my staff reach their potential. I want to see them enjoying the things that they're doing. I want to see them happy that they're a part of our staff team at our church. I want to see them being in our ministry make them better. For them to say, you know what, I I enjoy getting up and doing ministry at this church. I enjoy being involved with the people. I, I enjoy the opportunities that I have. I enjoy and appreciate the benefits and the perks of working hard and being rewarded for it on the team that I serve on. Always go for the win-win. And don't ever look at it as a win-lose or a lose-win. It doesn't have to be that way. It can always be a win-win. It really can. It's all, it's all depends on your perspective and how you handle it. So number two, insist on regular communication. Insist on it. Because if you are not intentional, if you don't schedule, if you don't demand regular communication, oh, it's just too easy. Oh, we're busy this week. We'll get to it next week. There's really, there's no substitute for consistent scheduled talk time. And make sure there's enough time to cover everything. Because communication takes time. There's just no two ways around it. It just takes time. I remember meeting one time with a staff in the church that I was a part of, and I remember that they came up the driveway to my house. I lived in a parsonage on the property, and I pulled out some lawn chairs, and we sat and we talked. And that conversation lasted for four hours. And I'll never, I'll, I'll never forget this. When they left and I sat there and I thought about that conversation because we got to a huge benefit, and at the end it was so worthwhile. But if we had only talked for two and a half hours, it would have been wasted time. The last 90 minutes was where all the cheddar was. That's where all the benefit came. And the last 90 minutes needed the first two and a half hours so that they could happen. So it, it just takes time. Make sure that you have regular communication, that you give it the time that it needs. There's a book call, uh, called The Coaching Habit. Say less, ask more, and change the way you lead forever. It's a, by a guy named Michael Bungay Stanier. The Coaching Habit. In the first two questions, seven coaching questions that he gives in this book, seven coaching questions, I think they're essentially the seven chapters of the book, but the first one is what's on your mind, and the second coaching question is, and what else, and what else? And that and what else requires time, and you have to give it, but regular communication will contribute to a healthy relationship. We all know that. But sometimes we just have to remember that on our staff. Number three, have the last 10% of a conversation. The last 10%. Oftentimes, you know, we'll say all the stuff. You know, you got your introductory stuff when you're having a conversation or you go out to lunch and you start talking and you, you get through all the easy stuff. And then you get to kind of some, you know, some important stuff, some productive conversations, some things that are beginning to solve some problems and cross some T's and dot some I's, and, and then you have a choice. 
eh, it's really, this has been long enough. We could, we could leave the booth or we could leave the table, leave the restaurant, walk out, or we can leave our office and walk back down the hall, or we could leave each other's homes. And there's this last 10%. I forget who wrote about this, but probably several books have written about the last 10% of a conversation where you get into the, okay, if I could be totally honest, oh, please, please be totally honest. You know, if I, man, if, if I was going to really just really empty out my entire briefcase here, if I was actually, who, who uses briefcases anymore, by the way, if I could actually say everything that was on my mind, I, there's actually this. It's part of the and what else question. Do the last 10%. Say the thing that you're like, you know, I wouldn't have to say it today. It'd be a little awkward. I might get uncomfortable. I'll just save that for later. No, no, say it. Have the last 10% of the conversation. Resolve it. Be better for it and walk away feeling like, yes, yes, we had the conversation today. I didn't kick the can down the road. You know, this requires courage and love. Courage to be open and transparent. You got to be courageous about it. And then love to want the best for the person you're talking to. And love requires that last 10%. So they have 100%, not 90%. They're not walking away with less than what they need. So have that last 10%. Number four, if you can't be honest, refine or release. You know, without an honest, authentic relationship, Eh, it's only going to ever get so good. You know, I mean, it's, it's just going to be, yeah, you know, it's, it's good, but it's only so good. At some point you either have to refine the relationship or release it. You know, if it's your fault that you're not honest, if it's your fault, then refine, change, step into a new way of relating, uh, an honest, authentic way. If it's their fault, then Help them to see a better way and refine and walk in a different way or release them. Release them to a place where they can be honest and their leadership can be honest, their manager, supervisor, boss, whatever. Either refine or release. Do one of the two, but be honest in your relationship. Then number five, just don't settle In the end, the reality is, if you settle, you'll always regret settling. You won't regret trying and failing. So don't just settle for, eh, the relationship, eh, they're okay on my staff. Yeah, my volunteer leaders, eh, it's it's all right. So don't settle. You'll regret, if you don't try and fail or try and succeed, you'll just regret not trying. Which relationship... Do you need to enhance and improve? Which relationship are you most really just settling on right now? And what's your next step toward a better staff relationship there? What is your next step? The conversation? The last 10%? The honesty? Just regular communication? Deciding to set them up for a win? What's your next step? So those are the five things, Pastor. Always go for a win-win. Always. Just think about your staff relationships right now. Where are you not looking for the win for the other person? 
maybe you're a little bitter, you're a little angry, you're a little resentful, you're starting to add up a list of, you know, gripes that you have against them and it, and you really haven't been looking for a win for them for a while. Where are you not having regular communication? Where have you just kind of let it go? Yeah, you've been kicking the can down the road. And where are you avoiding that last 10% of a conversation, which if you do that long enough, you just start avoiding the conversations. Been there, done that. I've been at this for almost 36 years now. I mean, I've failed in every one of these areas repeatedly. You learn by the hard knocks, right? And where are you not being honest? And you need to refine it. Where maybe do you just need to release a relationship and allow them to find a better place? And where are you settling? And you just need to not settle. You need to take action. Pastor-staff relationships, wow. They can be fantastic and they can be horrible. But you know what? As a leader, it's really our responsibility. It really is. We can't blame our staff. We can't. If we're the leader, if we're responsible, if we're quote-unquote in charge, or we've been given the responsibility by a group of elders or a church family, we have to step up. Let's not blame our staff. Our staff is there to serve. They're there They're there because God has brought them into proximity, and they've answered a call. They've stepped up, and they've gotten involved. Let's never blame our staff. The first part of a win-win is to seek the best for them. So, Pastor, just step up a little bit and step into this because 2023 can be a really good— You know what? In the first month, it already seems like it's a better year than 20, 21, or 22. It looks like I'm going to love 20. 23 is a really nice number. So this year could be good for you and your staff. Step into some of these things and let me know how it goes. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Just email me at jeff at coachingforpastors.org and let me know how it goes. And if if you want to talk about any of these kind of staff relationships, shoot me an email. And uh, maybe we can talk about some of those. Because, again, I've made all the mistakes. And if I can help you not to, I'd be happy to do that. Hey, Pastor, have a great day. Thanks for serving. Thanks for being a part of the solution. It's a great and wonderful calling to be a pastor of a church, and I'm so glad that you are. Have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow on the Coaching for Pastors podcast. 